welcome to episode 71 of Penny Red. My name is Daniel Hodges. My name is Sean Hayworth. And what's going on, Sean? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, just uh, just trying not to die in the sweltering heat. Uh, it's only supposed to get up to 108 degree- degrees today. So, Oh, good. And what's know. that in uh, real temperature? Is uh, that uh, 40 degrees, 42 degrees, 45 degrees? Probably, probably somewhere between 42 and 45. I don't have the... I, I don't have the conversion in front of me. Uh, it's freaking hot. Yes. Unspeakably hot. Incalculab- yes. Incalculably hot. Right, right. And, <laughs> and what's what's great is that we're we're trying to get our house on the market, the place we're, we're moving to, even hotter. I think right. it's supposed to get up to 117 today. So Excellent. That sounds lovely. For, yeah. Uh, for if you're in a, some sort of a cold-blooded creature, perhaps. Yeah. Other than that, not so good. Um, the, the dragonflies will be in super speed mode. Um, <laughs> so uh, I saw the splendid picture of a bag of gummy bears um, on the internet yesterday. Um, and why was it splendid? Because it was in a car in Texas or something or other. But the gummy bear had turned from being a gummy bear to being a gummy shape of the bottom half of the bag because all the gummy bears had actually melted. <laughs> <laughs> That's so there's a- like this bag-shaped conglomeration. It's kind of like, I don't know if you used to do this on purpose, but when I was a kid, uh, we used to take. We used to have these these crayons, and uh, you take the crayons and you put them in a box or like a small, some sort of small receptacle or other, and uh, put them in the sun so they'd melt, and then it would make like a rainbow crayon because all the crayons would kind of melt and stick together. So when you wrote, it made sort of like a like a rainbow. What's going okay. on there? Is there is oh, that a uh, dog trying to get <laughs> a child no, trying to get in? That's a that's it's a, a small bear, child. No, it's theatre of the mind, Sean. It's a bear trying to get in, it's Sean. A it's a bear. It's a no, bear. No, no, that, no, wait, that knife's not big enough, Sean. Grab a larger <laughs> knife. A larger knife than that. No, a bigger one. That's it. No, I don't you can have work. a bigger one. Hold on, let okay, me call it, it an airstrike. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that was, so, yeah, I, I empathize. Very, very hot. Um, I was working in the, um, not last night, but the night, but this is why uh, when you're listening to this, you didn't get a weekend version. You got like a Tuesday special, and you'll get another one uh, later on the week. But uh, on Saturday night um, through Sunday morning, no, Sunday night through Monday morning. Anyway, um, my ba- my house um, was built right around the time that there was a big housing boom here in Edmonton, I think all around the world probably. Um, and so they were putting them up as fast as they could. Now, for the most part, um, anything major, there's been no real major troubles, but, I mean, it was a, a battle trying to get – there are still things on my deficiency list from seven years ago trying to get people to finish stuff. But anyway, um, the important bit was that in the in the garage they'd – or garage um, – as you North American viewers like to say, um, it was um, the insulation was not finished properly and there was sort of a void above the garage, and which is kind of a problem because above our garage, we've got this thing called what's called a bonus room, right? Like they put a, a like instead of just leaving the garage with the roof on, they put a room over top of the garage and they call it okay. a bonus room. I don't know why it's a bonus room, but it's a room as far as I can tell. But anyway, <laughs> bonus room. So then what we did was um, so. But there was a big gap so that all the cold air would come in. And when it gets to be minus 30, minus 40, it's a problem. And also plus 30 and plus 40, also. Right. Um, so I had to pull all the insulation down. I pulled all the drywall down. Then I had to do the insulation. But um, anyway, so what I was doing, I spent all night doing it, literally until like 5.30 in the morning. Finally got it done. But um, it was so unbelievably hot. Like, it's, it's not 108 degrees here, but it's like... Um, I don't know how to do this. Because it's like, what is it, 5 over 9 plus 32 or something? Anyway... At least, yeah, like at, that, least yeah. at least 95 to 100 degrees air temperature, but then put on top of that the fact that I'm up in the ceiling covered with insulation. And, uh, of course, when you're doing insulation, if you've got the um, the glass insulation, then what happens is um, you've got to wear, um, like, long sleeves and all that type of stuff. And so it oh, was. Yeah. Um, so I came down the ladder one extra time while I was there to take a photograph of myself. But, like, I'm wearing three layers, and all of the layers are completely saturated. And um, so, yeah, so I, I can feel for you with that with that temperature. But uh, for those that missed out on the weekend for a podcast, that's what I'm doing, that installation. And there you go. There's yeah. my uh, there's my, my blurb. And you, you don't have a blurb. You just got – it's hot. I, I, I don't have a blurb, although I did I did find a, a temperature converter. And uh, Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, I was almost right on the money. It was 42 Celsius. Excellent. Today. Uh, well and where, where we're planning on moving to, it's a nice, balmy 47. Oh, that's, that's really hot. That's yes. like, <laughs> wow. All right. I, I guess there must be comments. Do you have air conditioning in this new house? Uh, we have we have air conditioning in both houses. Unfortunately, we don't have air conditioning in the office here. So right, ho- right. hopefully uh, whatever house we find 
uh, there will be a, mm. a room in the actual house that we can put our computers and I won't have to worry about them exploding. Right, right. Well, I mean, I guess you could get another air conditioner or something like that. That's always a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I understand there is more than one available per household. It's not like wartime rationing or anything. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. money that we don't want to spend. Well, there, well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to be said for comfort. I mean. That is true. Come on, YOLO, Sean. Make sure it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, so let's get on to something, uh, some uh, news. So this will be olds for people, I guess, but maybe it'll be interesting in time capsule since listen to this episode down the road. But today's episode, we talk primarily about uh, the Firefly role-playing game. Um, there's a link in the show notes. Um, so if you're not interested in Firefly or the Firefly role-playing game, then check in with us on Friday or Saturday-ish for episode 72. So there's a warning for you up front. Firefly uh, follows. There's a Gen Con exclusive for um, for Firefly. For those people mad for Firefly, um, there's uh, t- Margaret Weiss has released the uh, table of contents. Um, I'm not exactly sure how this is, you know, what all these things mean, but we're just going to speculate. Basically, we're going to tell lies for the next yep. half hour or so. We're um, going to make up what their book says. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of a mini version of I guess what you're doing with um, with Torchbearer. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty Except much. with even less information. Yes. So yeah. So so um, I guess this is like um, uh, this is like our our imaginings of uh, of, of Firefly. Um, anyway, so table of contents. So if you want to find out where this is, you can put in a really really long um, link and look at it yourself. But what you might find is easiest to do is go like um, like Gen Con exclusive Firefly Margaret Weiss maybe. But um, anyway, I'll put I'll put that link in the show notes. But um, yeah, so we'll, let's let's talk about it, Sean. Let's let's crack on. So right. it's, uh, it's uh, so. Uh, do we want to read the little preamble to it? It's not super long, but let's uh, let's. You want to do it? The uh, the. Would you like to read aloud to the class, Sean? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> or would you like me to read aloud to the class? Uh, you you can you can go ahead and and read aloud to the class. Okay, I think, I think that's so. Today, I am very excited to sh- show, share more information about... I was just doing my reading and class. <laughs> I was, was going to say, clearly, you're a teacher. <laughs> I've heard you. you did it once or twice. Um, today, I'm excited to share more information about the Gen Con exclusive gaming in the ha- apostrophe verse. Does that uh, mean they've, yes. got, they've got no are, name or what? Are, well, that's are, what they call are it. you familiar with Firefly at all? Only a little bit. I, I, I mean, I've seen it before, but I'll say it again. Um, I'm sort of... Like only lukewarm on Firefly. I liked some of the acting in it, but it was kind of. It was. I watched. I first watched it. And I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'll save it up for when I'm really struggling to get myself onto the treadmill. Um, and so I put it on the treadmill, and it was just too. Um, yeah, the cut scenes were not fast enough, and all that type of stuff. So I've got a little bit of an idea. So it's going to be interesting. You probably should let me talk first, because then I can really make stuff up. But I've got a. I've got a reasonable idea of what's going on. I've watched a few episodes, so I understand the premise and the. But not all of the characters and, and so forth, perhaps in the same detail that you do. So I'm going to be able to tell some really super lies based on no, nothing at all. Um, okay. So what uh, they call this? The verse? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the verse. The verse. The is kind of the the shorthand for the universe or whatever the setting is called. It's just the verse. Right. Okay. Oh, I see. There you go. Um, they began began offering for pre-order a few months ago. This full cover, eight and a half by t- eleven, so it's standard role-playing book type thing. Two hundred sixty plus page game book is a preview of two aspects of the Firefly RPG line, the core book and the standalone Echoes of War Adventures. Okay, so I guess Echoes of War is like a, um, just like, well, basically that adventures, right? Like, is it like- Yeah, that's what it, what it looks like. It looks like- Is it gonna uh, be like a, like a burning wheel adventure burner type thing though, maybe? Or do you think it's more of an actual like- I, I think it'll be more uh, more straightforward than that. I think it will oh. actually be like either a, a mini campaign book or uh, just a, a series of, of unconnected, Adventure scenario. Right. Right. Okay, next. Um, so, uh, the core books are scheduled to be released mid February and will be available whenever role playing game, wherever role playing games are sold. Um, the Echoes of War line is a digital series of 10 one shot Firefly adventures that will be available for you to download and begin playing September 2013. How are we going to play this? If we don't have the rule book, how are we going to play it? Uh, well, it looks like it looks like the preview is going to be the 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing like some of the main rules and some of the the stuff from from this, right? Because it's it's not like this is going to be released to uh, to to everybody, only people that are going to Gen Con, yeah. I mean, uh, not, not that that's not a crap ton of people, but yeah, maybe you. Yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah, well played. Yeah, good interpretation of the information available. Um, yeah, so I guess that's what it is. Um, so you can expect that in PDF form on the BitTorrent sites somewhere around uh, August, so, whatever the day so, is after Somewhere right the day after <laughs> Gen Con starts. Uh, but, I've got to, but I've got to imagine that's going to be good for sales, though, right? I mean, people are probably not just going to take that. And Oh, uh, what, being up on BitTorrent sites? Uh, uh, well, the preview the preview being available on, on, on BitTorrent. I mean, I'm not suggesting that, Margaret, we should do this, but, um, but people are super excited to get their hands on it, and everybody can go to, to Gen Con, so... Yeah, well, I think that that whole that whole thing is a little is a little tricky because there's no actual evidence that that says that it hurts sales. Right, uh, right. I don't know that there's any evidence that says it helps sales, but there's anecdotal evidence mm. that it does. Yeah. I shouldn't say anecdotal evidence. There are anecdotes that that it does. <laughs> uh, I I, it helps I know. Sales, Sean, there you go. There's another anecdote for you. I, uh, I was going to say, I, I know that uh, Post Human Studios, the guys that do uh, the Eclipse RPG, yeah. uh, they, I, I want to say they seeded it on BitTorrent sites themselves. Mm, uh, uh, and and they've done okay. I mean, yeah. that's how I got it. And uh, I don't think I've ever, I've ever opened the book once, but it's probably not a game that was for me. Maybe oh, one, sure. one day I'll, you know, pop it open. Mm, uh mm. On the other hand, uh, Margaret Wise is charging what thirty bucks for for this book. Uh, I, I, there's no mention of it here, but I think it's like it's, it's a cost to play in the session, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it here. Maybe it'll come later in the in the article. Um, uh, so, um, what was I saying? No, yeah, but, but uh, word of mouth, though. I mean, because as big as Margaret Weiss is, I don't know, or Weiss is, I don't know how much they've spent on advertising. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. Well, because word of mouth must be an important aspect of that, presumably. I, th I think that's the case with pretty much all RPGs. Yeah, I that's mean. right. Yeah, so I'm wondering, you know, what the my hair's going crazy here. I don't want to. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble that I'm like uh, some sort of. I'm, I should be like a role model for people. Um, I'm like David. <laughs> I'm like David Beckham of podcasting. There um, you go. So uh, we've got um, a, a face made for radio. So, uh, let me see, blah, blah, blah. So we're saying that you're going to get it when you go to the thing and then you have to wait until February to get the two separate pieces. Um, okay, so we've got uh, the Echoes of War Lines digital series of 10 one-shot Firefly events. Now, they've, what do you suppose that means? Does that mean they're like, um, because, because I mean, I understand that, um, uh, do you suppose that means that they're like, do you remember the West End Games James Bond? Uh, I never played the Westing games, James Bond. Because um, in it, they had, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, so I won't rehash it in full detail, but suffice to say, I played one uh, one module, I guess it would be, um, of that. And it was, and I can't remember which one it was, and I struggled with it last time as well, but it's the one where James Bond runs across the crocodiles um, and then drives <laughs> the, and, and the module basically totally follows the film. So. Right. You run it to the point where you're in serious trouble and there's a lake and there are crocodiles there and you're supposed to run across the lake. So if you can remember what you did during the um, – if you can remember what the, how the film went, then you'll be all right in playing that game. I think I likened it to, to Dragon's Lair, you know, that, that video game. Oh, the yeah. Go, we have to yeah. do it a certain way. There's not really any role playing involved. Um, but yeah. anyway, I wonder if it's like that. Do you suppose it's like a, like they've put all the details together for one of those episodes? And they're I using don't that think as so. A, that's not I, what I, I, I think that they, uh, you know, the the show only lasted one season, and the 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 events were pretty, uh, pretty pretty straightforward. I right. think that they uh, that they've come up with stuff that is either uh, pre, uh, you know, pre the show actually starting, right. or uh, you know, just just made stuff up for yeah. Because I was wondering what afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, because I was wondering what they're going to do with that. Go ahead. I was going to say it was uh there was there was some like like story arcs going on, but aside from uh, aside from that, it was pretty episodic. Right. <clears throat> so so it's it's uh, it 
looks like they're they're going to have like the main characters from the show as uh sort of sort of pre-generated characters yeah we're going to cover that there's a bit i think there's a bit here um like there's three different ways you can uh three different ways you can play or something like that i read somewhere but um do you think um uh, i was going to say now because with Star Wars role-playing games, they kind of decided when it was going to take place, right? Like the, all of the Knights of the Old Republic and all that sort of like RPG, or like a computer RPG. And uh, even the books itself, um, not the West End one, but the the, um, the D20 one, was that set before or after? Or I can't remember that one. I've got it, but I've never actually uh, into it too deeply. Mm, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I know... I shall look as, as we speak. West End did, West End did both. Uh, and then uh, I think the the newer ones are after the original trilogy. Uh, I'm not sure where Saga Edition or the, the original yeah. D20 rule so For uh, theater of the mind type people, I'm holding up the D20 Star Wars game. It's got it's the cover is exclusively... Um, uh, new newer trilogy episode one through three, um, <laughs> Star Wars, um, uh, and on the back there's like the original three, um, and then West End Games is uh, which I have handy. West End Games appears to be just like purely um, the actual like the it's almost the cover of the of the, of the original New Hope. So yes. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, West End actually had a, a pretty pretty big uh, a pretty big product line with that because they had mm. uh, source books from the uh, Dark Horse comics, and uh, I believe from like the the, uh, the I've Thrawn got trilogy. The, the source book, uh, and also got the uh, Imperial source book. For the oh, princely nice. sum of for the princely sum of thirty dollars, I got all of them. They're all in, in mint condition as well. So that's um, actually I, I I remember having an awful lot of fun with that game. Mm, I don't remember if it's broken or not, but I remember having yeah, fun with it. I don't know. Um, I'm going to so I'm going to try and read both of those, and then in the run up to, are there any other versions of Star Wars? Are those the only two? Uh, there's uh, there was the the D20 Star Wars. There's also uh, Star Wars Saga Edition, which uh, who made the that? put out? Oh, uh, but it was after the the D twenty, uh, right? And it was uh, it was a lot of the the design elements that wound up going into uh, fourth edition D and D, right? Uh, although I've actually heard some some good things about it. And then uh, currently, uh, Fantasy Flight Games has the license, and they have uh, Star Wars Edge of the Empire, uh, which is their. Uh, their RPG for Star Wars. I haven't touched it yet. Uh, right. Oh, you've I, got that there? I don't. I don't have it yet. Uh, oh, I thought you, you own it, but you haven't opened it yet. Okay. Um, well, then, like, we've been talking about this before, but maybe one day we can have a, a three-way battle between those three Star Wars um, things with the new Star Wars films coming out and so forth. That'll be... It'll be a hot role-playing property, I should imagine. Again, as hot as the role-playing properties get, I suppose. Um yeah. But yeah, okay, let's crack on with this, with this Firefly stuff. Okay, right, so right. Um, uh, combined uh, Gen Con exclusive gaming in the verse will give you everything you need to know about the Firefly RPG, allow you to start playing right to allow you to start playing right away, and share insight about the upcoming plans for the line. Chapter one through five will be used as inspiration uh, for the core book and will be revised and expanded upon. For each adventure in the Echoes of War line, will be presented with basic rules for you to run and play the adventures. 21 characters, all nine cast members, and 12 ready-to-play archetypes will also be offered separately in the Serenity crew. Now, they've put Serenity crew in inverted uh, in, in italics, so I don't know if that means that there's actually going to be a another source book uh, about Serenity crew, or whether that's just a part of the thing, but maybe we'll find it if we read on. Uh, so without further ado, I'm posting the table of contents in its entirety for this 100,000-word game book. If you're interested in pre-ordering a copy, the links in the post will take you to the page uh, where it explains three ways to pick this up, um, whether you go to Gen Con or not. So you can get it ahead of time. Oh, okay. So whether you go to Gen Con or not. So, um, so yeah, so there'll be some links on the page. Anyway, so let's take a look at the table of contents here. Um, chapter one, the apostrophe verse. Um, <laughs> the apostrophe verse. The apostrophe verse. So, yeah, so um, you're going to have to, do you want to take, you can take the bullet points here because some of those may have hidden meaning uh, or at least have meaning rather than just a, um, in terms of the show rather than just as a sentence. So, 
I, I don't I don't think they have much uh, much much special meaning. It looks like it's just basically setting information right. for things, which is probably is there like what is role playing? You know, like like yeah, most playing is the thing where you yeah uh, unification war. That's uh, probably the setting information. Uh, you know what's what's happened up to where we uh, or well actually unification war still and still fighting. Uh, both, uh, I would guess, are the the past and present of the uh, uh, of the the, the game setting. <clears throat> so uh, is that like a is that those two? They're just like a um, uh, sort of taster of what's actually, and then because that seems strange to put that in chapter one along with what role playing is all about, doesn't it? Uh, I think it's it's uh, like if I picked a random RPG off my shelf, I could probably pick pick it up and tell you exactly that the first two things that it will tell you are what is a role-playing game, and then it would be like, here's a history of the setting, and then you'd get into character creation rules. Uh, so so what do we have here? Uh, the way of things, probably what is role-playing, Unification War, still fighting. Both of those are probably chapters on setting. You and your crew, what do your characters do? How do dice work? Uh, I don't know what itching to comment is. Uh, or up, up, and away. Uh, up, up, and away. Maybe it's like how to get started, like what you might like to. But itching to comment? Question mark. What's that? Is that like a? Because I mean, there's a lot of. Seems to me there's a lot of apostrophe words here. Like, like. Oh well, yeah, because it, because it's it's emulating like old West speech. So. Right. Well, that's itching, that's what I'm wondering. Itching. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's what I'm wondering. Like whether that's sort of a flavor thing. Oh yeah, that's that that's all flavor, th mm -hmm. flavor okay. stuff. Uh. But. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what that what what that chapter either of those chapters are going to be. And why is there a chapter summary there? Oh, that, the chapter summary must be like this is how the book set out. So instead of they just be like it's uh, like a chapter, like a table of contents within the within the first chapter again. I guess. Oh yeah, here's what you can where you can find yeah, yeah. information on this. Yeah, so itch into comment. You suppose itch into comment is this is just a, a like a, this is just a preview copy. If you've got any ideas about um, what you'd like to see or things you disagree with, here's where you can go to talk about it. Maybe. Probably. I mean, they did say that, that this was uh, inspirational stuff and that it was mm. going to be revised for the, for the actual yeah. rules yeah. or for the actual yeah. book. So, yeah. So it's basically <clears> becoming <throat> a wide open public play test that you get to pay for. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I, I taken that, I take that back. Uh, uh, it looks like, uh, Oh wait. For those that are watching this podcast or watching it on, on YouTube, if you're wondering why I keep looking off camera here, it's because I've got the table of contents up uh, up to the to the side here rather than uh, on the monitor in front of me. But maybe I can do something about that. My yeah. understanding is that you can move windows within the screen. Let me see what happens if I go like this <laughs> and then I go like this. See, the problem you're going to have is that anybody that's watching this, um, first of all, I, I pity you. Uh, and second of all, um, uh, you'll have now have to deal with me looking slightly off camera when I look to see Sean and also slightly off camera when I look at that. So uh, That's okay. It gets I, uncomfortable if you're staring at people's faces all yeah. the time. Uh, anyway, I was I was trying to trying to see if the uh, uh, if you actually had to pay for the <laughs> the exclusive by itself and then the book, but it looks like uh, you just pre order the book and then uh, there's going to be a, a something that you could pick up at Gen Con. Oh right. Okay. So, so it's it's not like they're they're making you play you know pay for a beta version. Right. Uh, not that that's unprecedented. No, 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 no. I dropped something because. Uh, uh, I mean, if it's uh, Fantasy if it's, Flight did that with their Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh, but if it's but, a full if it's a full game though, I mean, you've got something for your money. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and uh, I'm I'm guessing that. Uh, that you know, you 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 pre-order the book. You pick it up either Gen Con or have it shipped to you afterwards. Uh, right, but then you get the the preview for free, whatever. Right, right, right. Okay, well, I guess we'll find out in the next few weeks. I guess a month is it till Gen Con, something like that. Um, alrighty, okay. So chapter two is episode guide preview. Now that I'm because that's coming even before basic rules. So are these? So it goes list of episodes. Feeling feeling tetchy? What, what's that all about? I know what tetchy means, but what does that mean together? Like, is that some special? I, I don't know. I have no idea what that what that is going to be. Like, 
Am I Listen. feeling angry? Like, uh, am I uh, feeling angry? Mm-hmm. I don't get that at all. Yeah, or, or, or itchy or something weird. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, not, I'm not angry. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Serenity Pilot episode. Right. So is that actually a thing? Like, you suppose this is kind of like, this is the first game you should play, or this is how to get started type stuff, or... Because the whole thing um, is called episode guide preview, so I don't. Yeah, that's that's almost what it what it looks like. Uh, I, you know, I'm looking at the uh, at the bullet points here. Uh, Serenity, the pilot episode. Uh, Ed and Scott, the Chinese phrases they use because if you're not familiar with it, uh, the 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 two most commonly spoken languages are English and Chinese. So those are the two. Two languages that wind up being for the spoken pedantic the people out there watching this episode. Uh, first of all, thank you very much uh, for for listening to the episode. But um, but secondly, they're going to be yelling at the at either their screen right now, right, um, or at the like Chinese. What do you mean by Chinese? Do you mean Cantonese, or do you mean Mandarin, or do you mean uh, any <laughs> one of the other Chinese languages that I've I've managed to not include in this, and that they're yelling at about that now? Yeah, maybe have- maybe half of them are left yelling. I have no idea. I could not tell you the difference between Cantonese and Mandarin. Uh, If I I, heard them both spoken, I probably could. But um, I've got uh, some uh, relatives. Well, my my sisters, my sisters, (laughs) my my wife's brothers and sisters um, uh, have married uh, Chinese people. Um, And so I hear that from time to time. I think I probably could tell the difference. They're mostly actually from South, South China, like they speak Cantonese, and I think I would notice the difference between Cantonese and Mandarin, but maybe not. Anyway, anyway so Chinese phrases. So, 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 so Chinese phrases, I'm guessing those are the ones that get used in the episode. Uh, right. I, I'm wondering if, okay, so there's there's two, two like main sort of chapters here, and then uh, and then it looks like, like headings underneath each of those. Mm. Uh, right. and, it, and it looks like they are either laying out the first two episodes of the TV show as adventures, either for you to play. To oh, no, hang on a minute. No, no, this, I know what's going on here. Um, if you look if earlier on, it says this is a conglomeration of both Echoes of War and of the, of the core book. So I'm going to guess this is the first two of those 10. Oh, that's probably right. Uh, yeah, that would, that would, that would yeah, make think, sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's about the first, okay, there you go. So it's got the pilot episode and then the train job. Now, you're going to have to help me out with that because do you suppose then this is, is like a West End Games James Bond style thing? Like, does that seem like, um, does that seem like the first, like, is that what's going to be? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's possible, maybe even likely. However, uh, they, they did the same thing with the, uh, Marvel Heroic role playing games. Right, right. Uh, you know, you would play through uh, the the Civil War storyline or the uh, uh, what was it, a breakout uh, right. storyline, both of which were you know actually things that happened in the comics, mm. uh, but it never told you uh, which characters you had to use to do it. Uh, you know, certain the events would happen kind of as they as they happened, but the right. details were changed right. uh, depending on how you played. So. I, I think, uh, judging from from the stuff that they've done in their in the past, uh, I don't think you're going to have a. You have to remember exactly how things worked out in the TV no. show in order to succeed. No. Uh, it's just that they took the plot uh, and said, "Here, play for these episodes of the TV show." Yeah, uh, but. You know, do them however you want to. Right. Well, I'm wondering if this may be like um, sort of as a way to get people into role playing, though. You know, like they're actually setting it up so they're like, well, you know, what do I do? I can do anything. Really, this makes sense. Um, what do I do? I just because as soon as you tell somebody they can do anything, they won't know what the right thing to do is. Um, right, but if, exactly. if you set them up with a a story that they're familiar with already, then maybe that gives them some things they know that they need to do, and they can get a feeling for what you know, the mechanics and all that type of thing over there having to worry about doing the wrong thing. Because that's almost invariably um, what people worry about is doing it right. 
You know, like right. if somebody invests and actually, like if you haven't forced your brother or sister to play, it's somebody that's actually interested, um, but they don't really know what's going on, then they're always worried about doing it right. And they're like, can I do that? Is this something that I can do? So maybe by using an episode that already exists that somebody's familiar with, it might be a useful sort of scaffold for them to try and get into what role-playing is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I hope that not everything is, is taken directly from the show. No, no. Because... That. You would have to imagine that's the small population of people that are playing this game as their first role-playing game ever, so they'd be foolish to, to do that, but, I mean, who knows? Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I, I do think it's useful to see how, uh, <clears throat> when you're when you're emulating a piece of media, to see an, an example or two of that piece of media transformed into the game right. uh, so, so that you can see how, how things worked out. So, right. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I I think you're right. Those those look like uh, look like exactly that. Right. Okay. So we've got places, moons, and planets. Um, so I'm going to guess that means like talking about the the verse. Um, um, and it's giving you an idea of your place in it, I suppose. Uh, it actually looks like uh, it looks like the the balloon. So uh, we we see Serenity pilot episode. Uh, hmm. Because that was the that was a pop yeah. episode of, of Firefly was called Serenity. Right. Uh, Chinese phrases, places, moons, and planets, probably the locations that uh, that that take uh, that that adventure takes place on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it it takes place on two one planet, one moon. I think. Okay. Uh, if I if I remember right. Well, I knew I saw one. Oh, I saw one of each. So. Um, right. But I mean, uh, who knows? They could have gone elsewhere subsequently. But <clears throat> guns and gear, ships and transportation, further adventures, ship or no ship, up the stakes. Uh, so, yeah, I. It, it looks like they're they're just kind of outlining what uh, what stuff from the show is getting translated into into the game. But I mean, that but they've got to have ships in there, right? I mean. Uh, Epidor Revishol in a previous episode, I can't remember which one it was, but one of the things he was every um, week or so, he put up a thing like choose your spaceship and who you've got as your crew. Um, And when we were talking about it, um, you know, like the name of the ship is Serenity, right? Right. Um, That Serenity is actually an important part of the story, just like the TARDIS to Doctor Who, right? That that ship and the Millennium Falcon too, to a degree, right? That's, like the ship is really important. So how much emphasis do you suppose they've got on people running around on the ground doing stuff um, or sort of interpersonal stuff and impersonal but equally important um, ship-type stuff, like not things going on on the ship but the actual ship moving around through the galaxy and getting into dust-ups with other things and, and jumping around. And, and like how important do you suppose that is? I think it will be very important when you. Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling down here. When you get down to uh, to the the fifth chapter uh, <clears throat> of, of the preview, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of it. One of the headings is making your own ship. So right, right. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. Um, we've, yeah, because look at this. Okay, so uh, we've got we're, we've skipped over a couple of chapters. We'll come back to those in a minute. But chapter five, find a ship. Number one is rules for your boat. I guess that's sort of a colloquialism for the ship that you've got. Um, about these rules, okay. Attributes. So I'm guessing that's like uh, gun size, um, armor thickness, speed, all that type of carry on, right? I, I think. Uh, have Have you seen uh, the the Marvel heroic system? Uh, I only I've sort of flipped through it um, when I did uh, the episode called Red Sun. I was met up with some guys in Newfoundland, and I did I forget I think it was episode thirty five. Um, but uh, but I just sort of flipped through it and took a look at it, but not not really in any detail. Okay. at least not from a numbers standpoint. So uh, the it's it's been a little while since I since I looked through the book, and I've never actually gotten right. to play it. Uh, but it's it's a little less granular than than that where you have to have like what your what your armor and weapon and blah 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 are like you're you're not going to wind up with with a, a set of of standard like stats uh, mm. for the, for for the ship I, it'll it'll be things like 
uh, probably a, a description of maybe how it flies, mm. uh, and then and then a dice, like a a, a, a dice pool attached to that. So right. so it'll, it'll be like super reliable. Yes, you know, a D eight. Right, right. Uh, so so whenever you can narratively bring in that yeah. that oh my ship is super reliable, I can you know roll a D eight into my in a pool. Uh, it's a it's a little like dogs in the vineyard that way mm. i think it's not quite as open-ended as dogs in the vineyard but uh <clears throat> but yeah i i don't think it's going to be like you know a whole bunch of individual weapon stats like they would probably put you know all of all you know if you're if you're talking about like uh, a capital class ship you know, you would have right. something like gun batteries, 2D12. Right. Okay, well, this is based on the Cortex system, so maybe we can go, if we go down to the making a ship, we might be able to get some ideas from it. So pick a class. So yeah, I guess you start with a general overall um, sort of size and shape of your uh, ship. Choose two more distinctions. Now, does a distinction have a game? Does it have a mechanic, a distinction? Uh, yeah, they're a little like uh, aspects and fate. Right. Okay. Um, and so, what? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, select unique distinction. Okay. Tell me about an as Tell me about aspects and fate. Well, at least uh, tell the audience about aspects and fate in case we don't so, gloss over there. Okay. So, so in 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 fate, uh, kind of one of their bigger in innovations was that uh, they they took away the idea of having a bunch of individual like special powers, right. uh, like and, lock and picking or climbing walls or something like that. Right, right, and and they they replace them with narrative descriptions of what your character is or or does something that right. that defines them. Right. Uh, so, you know, your your character concept is usually a uh, an aspect. So, like master thief, right. uh, and if you're playing a master thief, you don't have to keep track of every individual like special thing that a master thief can do. Yeah, you can be like, oh, well, since I'm a master thief, of course I'd know how to pick this lock. Or, oh, yeah. since I'm a master thief, of course I can climb up this sheer, you know, wall face. Right. Uh, you know, it, it it smashes all of those those individual mm. narrative bits yes. together yeah. so you don't have to have a billion rules yeah. to, to deal right. with it. Uh, right. and, uh, and they do, I believe, something very similar in... Uh, in, in Cortex Plus. Right, sure, okay. So, uh, distinction triggers? Like, is that, again, like, is it in the description you can trigger those things, or is that something different altogether, do you suppose? Uh, I, I would be guessing at this point. Uh, I, I would say that, that there this are probably... This is all probably, guesswork, Sean. Come on, be brave. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, <laughs> I, would, I, I would guess that the the the, the events that would, uh, that would make those those distinctions relevant would be the triggers like mm. this distinction comes into play when x happens yeah because if you're choosing a distinction for your ship like super reliable then um then yeah that because that really i mean that at least to me says up front there's going to be a lot of ship type stuff going on your ship is going to be a character in this game and there is actually going to be a certain amount of stuff associated with your ship doing stuff um, yeah, which I guess means you're talking about a almost like a GMless sort of segment within the game because not everybody's going to have their own ship, so everybody's right. going to be sort of like telling a story about the ship when that's only you know like it's kind of like five people or four people or how many people there are players in the game um, talking about the ship like what the ship does. I I think. Uh I, I think that they probably will uh, have everybody, you know, every every group of players have their own ship, right? Uh, because it, it's such an important part of, mm. of the, the the source material. Yeah. Like it seems silly to be like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, in the show, they fly yeah. around on the ship and do things, but cool. you guys don't start with the ship, right? Uh, you know, the yes, interesting yeah. part of, of being in Firefly is, you know. Having having a ship and doing things that involves yeah. flying from place to place. Mm. That yeah, that's interesting because that's yeah because that definitely is a a strong thing to key into, and it encourages the players to all get on the same team right from the start, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you already set up the expect 
expectation yeah. that you're the crew yeah. of the ship, that you have a ship, that you're going from planet to planet. Right. Uh, I mean, the you know the Serenity crew is is a group of of, of smugglers and tramp freighters, but mm. uh, <clears throat> you know I I doubt that that has to be what what you do, but it's a pretty pretty standard mm. uh, pretty standard thing, and it's a good vehicle for getting you from one kid, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. from from one sort of adventure to another. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of on-the-ground, uh, you know, ad- adventure type things, you know, right. social wheeling and dealing and uh, shooting guys with uh, with great big guns. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, like, when, when all is said and done, you know, the, the ship is an important part of that. Right. Okay. Um, so we've got here... Um so just going back to chapter three here now, basic rules, I guess that's as as advertised. Um, for the Game Master directing an episode um, about Echoes of War, conflicts and actions, rolling for the opposition, using plot points as the GM. It's interesting. Do you suppose that means, well, it's a capital P, capital yeah, P plot, plot points. Plot points are a, uh, they're a, a, a sort of meta mechanic. Uh, mm. it's, it's a currency system. Uh, again, kind of like fate points and fate, where you can, as a player, spend them to uh, cause things to happen narratively or give yourself uh, mechanical bonuses that don't necessarily directly apply to to what is happening right now. Uh, you know, you you get in trouble at some point earlier in the game, uh, and that gives you a currency that you can spend later on when it's right. you know when success is more important. Right, but it says using plot points as the GM. Not like uh, using plot points for the GM or how players might use, but it says as the GM. So the GM's using plot points. Uh, it's it's possible uh, that they. How would that work? Uh, it could be that, that like NPCs get a get a pool of of oh, okay, plot sure. points that that they can that they can use. Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm looking to see. Uh, so Marvel Heroic had a, a mechanic called the Doom Pool. Right. Uh, which, whenever you would, the the players would would roll poorly. Uh, whenever they'd roll one, uh, the the GM would get to add a die to his pool, uh, and then instead of having to have individual characters do things, you would have this pool of dice right. that you could just dole out like over the course of of the adventure to represent adversity. Hmm. Uh, it it looks a little like like this is going to be more uh more traditional where maybe there are you know statted out npcs and and whatnot and in that case uh you know the the gm may have have a pool of plot points to use uh just like regular characters uh with with any luck it'll be something where you know if you use that against a character that character is going to get that Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's a, yeah, well played, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so then we've got character creation, so we've got main cast, so like they've got, they say they're going to have all of the nine dudes, um, dude S's, um, all statted out, um, creating a custom crew member, so like if you make your own rather than, yeah, so this is really pitched at first time to role-playing people, or at least people that are, it strikes me anyway, this this preview anyway, I mean, I don't know whether this, how much of this will transfer in terms of structure to the actual book but that's because it starts off with creating a custom character crew member rather than um yeah so it goes about these rules reading crew sheets dice ratings main cast so i'm going to guess main cast may mean um you have here are the stats for the people from the show and then then you can create your own so leading with here okay all right um and then other folks in the verse this is like npc type um type stuff um Uh, let's see it looks like uh, archetypes, uh, so probably mostly complete characters that you can just throw some, uh, throw a couple of things onto right. and have a complete character. Right. Uh, so you don't have to do quite so much work. You can just mm. jump into the game with, with a Get couple. started, yeah. 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 Yep, makes sense. Okay, and then we're back, then we're back down to uh, Chapter 5, Finding a Ship, and then we've got Echoes of War, Wedding Planners, written by Margaret Weiss. So this must be... Okay, there, look, here we go. Here's an actual breakdown of one. Oh, okay. Um, so here's a breakdown of an actual game. So it is really... It is really... 
really set. So now you'll have to tell me, is Wedding Planners an actual episode or is this a different episode? That is not an actual episode. Okay, that one's not an actual episode. Okay, and the other one is Shooting Fish. Is that an actual episode? No, it is not. Okay, all right. So let's take a look at these quickly then, and then uh, we're, I think we're almost out of time. So we'll save the other topic ahead for later on. And if you don't like Firefly, then too bad for you, but you can <laughs> tune in again in, in three or four days' time and you can have a whole new episode. Um, so, uh, so, okay, so uh, Act 1, we didn't sign up for this. Um, scene one, spoiled little rich girl, low on fuel. Scene two, the note. Scene three, Liliana's secret. So Liliana's secret, is that the name of her major character? Uh, I don't believe so. I think all of this is, is pretty much custom. Okay. So, uh, one of, uh, I'm going to jump back just a little bit. Sure. Uh, so so the one of the first, uh, the first or the fourth thing that yes. that is listed here is casting call. Right. Uh, so it's most likely got a hey if you're going to run this because they're all they're all one shots. Here's uh you know here's suggestions of what kind of characters. Oh okay, of who you want to put in it. Okay, because you've got yeah. um there are twenty one characters, right? Twenty one pre made characters, the nine crew members, and twelve other archetypes. So do you think that that's kind of like you know if you want to be successful, quote unquote, during this game, you're going to need to have somebody who can you know climb walls and pick locks or be good with social something or others or probably i mean if you're if you're playing the with the main cast chances are you're not going to have nine people at the table uh no that's still what i was also was going to ask about it's like how do you suppose that works out is it do you suppose that when you have a crew you've got the main characters and then you've got other people on board or do you suppose the crew is confined to the number of pcs i don't know but it would be awesome to have uh just a pool of characters uh, you know, that are the quote unquote the crew. Like you make right, the full right. complement of, you know, nine oh, or ten yeah. people that crew the right. ship. And then for any given adventure, you could be like, all right, we're going to take this dude, this dude, and this dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you could even have two characters each. Like if there were four of you or five, you could have two characters each. And then depending on what was required, you could take out that character, right? So you could be sort of developing two characters at the same time almost. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be cool too. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, so casting call like what you might need to be successful, but I mean that presupposes there are a preset of win conditions. But I'm yeah, I think I think it would be more like who would be the, the appropriate people to, mm. to be doing this part of right, right. Okay, so then we've got uh, all of the things here. Um, there's people, I suppose. Those are other characters in it. Um, we're humped. Uh, scene one: pirates, rules, variants, run, rabbit, run. Sold into slavery. Then we've got the wedding planners um, with scenes in it. So roll credits, all the glitters. Okay, so um, all right. So it looks like I don't. Could you? Would that be a one shot? I don't think yeah. that, that could, there's one, two, three, four, scene five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. It's probably about twelve or thirteen scenes. Do you think you do thirteen scenes in a in a uh, session? I think I think you could do thirteen scenes in, in maybe four to six hours. Yeah, four hours might be might be kind of close. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Then we've got the, then we've got uh, shooting fish. Um, which will give you a quick rundown. And I think that that will basically be it for, for today. So um, we've got uh, so we've got casting crawl again, tugging the heartstrings. Interesting. Okay. So in the lead up, it says there's tugging at the heartstrings. So I guess that there must be a. Do you suppose that does cortex emphasize or de-emphasize or just um, sort of somewhere in the middle social stuff? Uh, it's uh, I I believe they handle all conflicts this, pretty much the same way. Right. Uh, so. Uh, you could you can totally, you know, get into a social conflict or a physical conflict and use the same mechanics to 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 do so. Uh, they uh, they they have a couple of variants on the Cortex Plus system, right? Uh, sort of official variants. One is the the uh, Cortex Plus. I want to say heroic, uh, which is the more action oriented one, and right. then there's. Cortex plus dramatic, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. which is what they used for uh, the Smallville RPG, yeah. uh, which is way more about uh, about social conflicts right. and and that sort of thing. Uh, I would I would guess that they're that they're doing the more adventurous stuff here, but that doesn't mean that uh, 
that you know non-physical conflicts are are irrelevant probably just a little less emphasized uh but i would guess that that uh that serenity crew tugging the heartstrings uh is really about like hey here's something that didn't happen in the show but if you're using your uh you know the 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 serenity people uh you know here's here's ways to kind of kind of dredge up those memories of the, the characters yes. that you loved in the in the series right 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 because that's an important aspect of it too like the interpersonal relationships even though it was episodic you know getting to know the characters was important it wasn't like Bo and luke duke um who didn't change from episode one to episode whatever when it finished right there was no character sort of development but these guys develop relationships and part of the appeal of the show and as i say i haven't seen all the episodes but part of the appeal of the show is those relationships right like getting to know the characters themselves right right so i'm guessing that they're going to emphasize that because that's yeah i mean at least in my opinion that's one of the things that makes a show enduringly enjoyable is those characters um and so to not emphasize that in the same way they're emphasizing the ship would be well at least to me anyway it seems like a a strange thing to do so i'm going to assume that there must be some sort of um emphasis i mean like you say uh the cortex dramatic maybe some of those aspects have been involved because looking because if you want to read further into this um there's an rpg.net thread that talks about this as well and there's a chapman i'm sorry um if you're watching this but rob Wheeland, if you want to be on the show at some time if you happen to be listening to this um it says um a question for rob Wheeland, who's the original poster of this was who I'm, so I guess that means he's something to do with Margaret Weiss's. Uh, what system is it using? Uh, it says Cortex Plus, primarily an offshoot of Cortex Action, aka Leverage, but with a few pieces of other games mixed in. So I'm going to guess that the few pieces of other games mixed in maybe be that um, that Cortex Dramatic, right? Yeah, most likely. To sort of put a little bit of emphasis on those uh, those character interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, I think we're just about done here. Um, so uh, so then there's a little piece in the appendix here about Firefly, Chinese translation guides behind the front lies, Atlas of White Sun, and frequently asked uh, questions. And I think that that is it for um, for Penny Red today. You've got to, I only have to wait for four days for another episode of Firefly was not to your liking. Anything to add, Sean? Uh, yeah, Firefly's not to your liking. There's something wrong with you. Terribly, <laughs> terribly wrong with you. I shall bring that up with my therapist uh, next time. <laughs> uh, so it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And uh, until later on this week, I guess, then. Keep talking the walk. <laughs> <laughs>